Lately, I've been listening to a lot of freaking music and podcasts and audiobooks, and it's been great. I do it on my bike, and a lot of people make fun of me when I post uh, pics or videos when I'm on a bike because you'll see that I have cords attached to my earbuds, and that's and they're like, oh, you can't afford the freaking wireless. No, I hear you. Look at my ears, dude. I got freaking tortellini for an air, so I have to be careful. They fall out. But then... But then some Raycon wireless earbuds came to the crib. And I said, you know what? I'll give them a shot. And they fit my ear perfectly. And they sound fantastic. Go to buyraycon.com slash shop. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash shop, S-C-H-A-U-B, today. And you get 15% off your Raycon order. They are the only earbuds that I use for my weird ears. They're fantastic noise cancellation they're comfortable i swear by them go to buyraycon.com slash shop for 15 percent off and now brandon six boy shop what is up thick fam it is monday august 1st what's popping daddy how you guys doing everything good you guys doing all right out there that's cool um not much going on here man coming fresh off the press you got a cow bass fight campaign for ufc 277 we had eric griffin on chris delia and my boy matt mitrione poor matt flight was delayed got here late and then was flying out the next morning at 6 a.m so shout out to matt mitrione for getting it done and you know, just being the overall good guy that he is. And I thought Eric Griffin being the new guy in the fight campaign. Listen, we do fight campaigns. They're three hours long, uh, even high-level comics. After about an hour and a half, two hours, they kind of die out. Eric Griffin was a fantastic addition. Eric, I thought, was great, man. Eric was really good. So if you haven't seen it, it's up right now. It's available on the Thick Boy YouTube only we shoot it live, but then it uploads right after. Um, I think you guys would dig it. It's a fun one. It's a really fun one um, with the boys watching UFC 277. Me and Matt were the only ones drinking. Um, we have two big fight companions in August. Um, the contracts we I just got, I'll sh- I, I should be able to announce it uh, this week, and that will probably happen on Fire the Kid, or we'll do like a breaking announcement on uh, my social media or thick boy social media but we have some big announcements coming up in regards to fight campaign and what's next for us in august but hopefully we get that rolling soon for you guys so we can announce it start promoting it it's be fun man we got a lot of stuff in the works um i'll tell you what uh everyone knows sunday's uh, malibu cars and coffee uh, with the kiddos i wake up and there's nothing more that my two-year-old son boston loves more here's what's interesting and i'm gonna post about this and complain as well uh, they decided to shut it down. They shut down the cars and coffee. Fine. They shut it down, and they um, I, the business was crying because uh, they said you know it was affecting their business, which doesn't make sense to me because it was always packed. And they're like, if they were just left there like they used to at seven a.m., we'd be fine. But they pushed it back so that it used to be ten, used to be eleven. If you think about it, you know, I'm like, I don't mind early. I'm up at six anyways with the kiddos, so early for me works. But when you think about people that have cars, I would assume gen- genuinely, you know, older, right, dudes. So it makes sense to to do it earlier because old guys have nothing to do, right? Especially if they're kids, if it's a empty nest situation, you know, they're just whatever driving their Ferraris or some of those bullshit Corvettes, and they're driving to Malibu, right? But uh, it became a younger thing, so younger audience, like, why are we waking up at seven? So you start pushing back ten, eleven. I assume that affected business, even though it was crowded there. People were just there for the car. So mm. they're buying coffee and like snacks, but they weren't buying like merchandise. So the businesses there all, I guess, voted or I don't know, had a protest some shit, but nobody told me. I, there was, there's been rumblings of this for years. Like if you listen to Spike, who's a podcast, he's Jerry Seinfeld's best friend. They own car, they have like a car club together, Spike. Um, they've talked about it before, but it's been a rumor for like years years since i started going it's like oh this thing could shut down anytime nothing ever happens i didn't think thing of it show up sunday my two-year-old was like dad where are all the cars at and it was packed but it was like tiger was like dad why there's so many fucking priuses and teslas I'm like Eesh. 
So uh, I think they relocated. If you did relocate, let me know. Let me know. That would be fantastic because my kids are brokenhearted. Hey, business owners, be cool, man. You ruined it for the families, you know? Be fucking cool. So we'll see. Hopefully they bring that back. But um, yeah, man, uh, heavy heart today. My grandpa passed away this morning, 6 a.m., passed away. She was 99, though, you know? So that's what old people do. You know, it's a bummer, though, either way, when they go. It's more on my pops. My pops is really close to her, so I'm got to deal with that. So we'll see how that goes. But, um, yeah, man, let's get right into the fights. You had a uh, big UFC 277 pay-per-view headlined by Amanda Nunes and Juliana Pena. Co-main event was Bram Moreno and Kai Kara France. Um, and then the main card was good. Also, the, the undercard was, you know, solid. Uh, definitely the all-star of the undercard was Drew Dober. If you remember last week, I highlighted this fight. Drew Dober versus Rafael Alves. Fantastic fight. These boys were the best fight in the card. Let's be honest. As far as action-packed, you know, and um, Rafael Alves is no punk, and Drew Dober, um, just a savage with it. Savage with it. Ties to Colorado, trains out of Colorado. Um, but he might be a, I forget exactly where he's from, but he trains out of XFC out there. But Drew Dober with a, you know, great fight. I, a best fight in the card, I thought. He's a savage. Uh, yep, fight out of Denver, Colorado. Holler uh, via Omaha, Nebraska. I didn't want to say Nebraska because I was – thinking of anthony smith but yeah he is out of nebraska but he was on the scene when i was fighting he's always been like a local superstar in denver so he's finally getting his due now after that last fight man it was a great uh shot to the body so he'd be my mvp of the prelims but um you know for the main card overall it, it, was, it was pretty good you know you got uh uh, Magomed uh, versus Anthony Smith. That one's a bummer. And Anthony Smith is supposed to be on food truck this week, but we postponed. We're going to do it in, in two weeks. Um, but Anthony Smith compromised his uh, ankle. Original reports was he broke his ankle, but apparently he didn't break it. He didn't break it. What's he say here? Avoids broken bone. We're not sure exactly what, what happened though yet. What's weird about the ankle? So no fracture, White said when addressing Smith's injury. Um, so it was unfortunate ending for Smith as he sought to earn a top shot with a win. Now it appears even without a broken leg that needs some time off healing. Yep. So, you know, I, I thought he was doing pretty well in that first round. It was a tough for fight for him either way. Um, I did put money on him. I thought he was too big of a dog. And I thought he had experience. Magomed is, is no fucking punk. And for him, the title shots is not next. For him, uh, you know, the, the next top shot would be Yuri versus Glover. Yuri and Glover both want that fight. I would imagine the UFC does it. For um, Magomed, uh, on the same card, they should have uh, Magomed versus um, uh, Jan Blakovich. Mm. That's what I think would be next for him. And again, I think the jury's still out on Magomed. You know, he's a fucking savage, but um, we don't know. Anthony Smith won. We. I thought that was going to be a dogfight for him. Anthony Smith compromised his ankle. So what's weird, too, about the ankle is sometimes a break is better than whatever he did to it. Sometimes a break is either to get surgery and get it done because your ankle has this weird memory. So when you spring it really bad, you're out way longer than if you just broke the fucking thing off. So um, hopefully Anthony Smith is all right, man. But I thought that was going to be a good test for Megabed. Didn't know where he was at. I still don't know. Listen, he's a savage. He's got he's uh, Makachev, but... 205 pounds you know so um i would assume a guy like Jan is next for him he, uh, title shots not happening you know him versus yuri you could do it i wouldn't be mad at it but i would assume they give him a guy like uh Jan bakovich which is a great test for him let's see how he does against Jan, and then he's going sizzler you know but again i tell you guys this all the time it's just a matter of time before every champion is from dagestan or fucking russia that's all that's happening here so just delaying the inevitable, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, the exciting as fuck fight on flyweight, Alexander uh, Pantoja versus Alex Perez. I told you guys this last week. I was worried about Alex Perez because he's been inactive, and his last fight was, what, two years ago to the champ, and uh, you know he lost that fight. You're not active. They put you on the, a big main card of a pay-per-view. Then they, they give you Alexander Pantoja, and you know he knows being on this in the co-main event is the title fight in your division. He wanted to show out, and my God, did he show out. He looked fucking fantastic. 
I would assume he gets the he, he gets the loser of Bram Moreno, Kaikara France. Obviously, Bram Moreno's gonna fight Figueroa again for the rubber match, which I can't wait for. Um, also, his entrance when Bram Moreno won in the middle of speech was awkward. Whatever, um, but I would assume Pen, Pantoja gets Kaikara France. That's the way this thing goes. Uh, Sir Sir Sergey Pavlo, Pavlovich versus Derek Lewis. Dude, poor Derek Lewis, right? Texas just isn't his cup of tea. There's too much pressure on him in there. I thought, you know, uh, tough fight for him. If it was outside of Texas, I would definitely put money on Derek Lewis. I didn't put money on Derek Lewis for this fight. Um, you know, Derek Lewis, although he's a knockout artist and, you know, he's one of the best knockout artists of all time in the heavyweight division or for the UFC for that matter. You know, the, the the jury's out on him. The verdict's out. You know, he has these big looping punches straight down the pipe and being technical beats him. That's what Sergey did. Now, a lot of people have issues with the stoppage. I don't know what Dana said in the post-fight press conference, but anytime in the heavyweight division, when a guy's getting hit, if he falls face first and doesn't put his hands out to stop him, I'm going to fuck how quick he gets back to his feet. As a ref, I think it was Dan Murgulata, you got to stop it. They're heavyweights. You have to stop it. So I don't have an issue with it. Um, you know, Derek was kind of getting beat up in that. Yeah, I know he popped up and he's upset. So the fans are upset and Derek Lewis is way more famous and way more of a fan favorite. So I think that's where the outcry comes. But Sergey was going to win that fight, man. That was tough. Um, Bram Moreno, Kai Kara France, they fought before. I actually, you know, I think the judges had it 1-1 going to that third round. I actually thought Kai Kara France found his timing in that third round. Bram Moreno was losing that third round. Um, you know, and his face would show that, you know, he looked pretty beat up in the post fight press conference. Um, but then, you know, body kick, there's nothing you can do. You can be the toughest guy in the world. You get hit to the body in the right spot. There's nothing you can do, you know, especially if it's good timing, especially if you're, you know, you're holding your breath or it just hits you in the perfect spot. I don't care how tough you are. There's no amount of toughness that can, you know, stop a, a, a hard hit to the body liver shot stomach shot solar plex shot from putting you down it just doesn't it doesn't so bram moreno does the goddamn thing uh my mexican household was crunk as shit and then you're getting the the trilogy the rubber match against figurito i think he beats figurito uh, i root for bram moreno dude the <coughs> nicest guy in the roster hands down nice guy of all time co-main event not much of a fight um, they had it 50, 45, 50, 44, 50, 43. I was more on the board of 50, 43, even 50, 42, to be honest. Um, you know, if you watch the first fight, which I went back and watched it last week before the pay-per-view, you know, you, you have to ask yourself, is Juliana Pena, is it just her time? Which I kind of thought it was. And cause that first fight of man, Nunez, you know, she's been doing it for a while. She's great to ever do it. She has money. She has a kid. She's married. She's going through the motions. We're on the street. She wasn't training that hard. She just seemed over it. And Julian Pena was foaming at the mouth to become a world champion. And it showed in that first fight. So going in the second fight, it was all predicated. And there's a reason why she was a dog. It was all predicated on how bad does Amanda, is Amanda is just done. She not, is she checked out? She's checked out. There can be a worse person to fight than Julian Pena with her pressure, her tenacity. It's gonna be tough, man. But she 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 fucked with the Brazilian uh, bullhorns and and she got the bull. You know what I'm saying? So Amanda Nunes is ready to go, she's smiling. I thought this was gonna be a case of Amanda Nunes not wanting to be in there trying to get her out in the first round. Julian Pena weathering the first round and then slowly breaking her down, taking her down, eventually submitting her in the third or fourth round. My God, was I off? This wasn't competitive. The problem with, if you're a Julian Pena fan, which I'm a huge fan, I'm actually a bigger fan of her than other women in the division, but the problem is if you're a Julian Pena fan, I don't know what ground you have to stand on to ask for a rematch. Even though it's one and one, you know, if, if you remember George St. Pierre, Matt Sarah, right? Matt Sarah clipped him and then fished him off. Biggest upset of all time, by far. I know people think um, Julian Pena and Nunez or... Holly Holm, Rondes, mm -mm. Matt Sarah GSP to me is the biggest of all time for a number of reasons. But if you remember, they rematched and George beat the shit out of him. It very clear that he was just overlooking him. At that time, George was tr always training hard, but George was drinking wine. After that fight, he stopped drinking wine. He stopped going out, stopped hanging out at clubs. 
cut out all alcohol, cut out all social, uh, you know, things uh, during the training camp and got serious and then beat the shit out of Matt Serra, you know? So Matt Serra was a minus 1,100. Let's take a little break for me just chatting about fisticuffs. Baltimore, I will see you this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm in Baltimore. Magoobies, come get some Baltimore. And then after that, in August, I'll be doing sets all around L.A., uh, Laugh Factory, Improv, Store. I'll be all over L.A. But then uh, Baltimore's this week, August 4th through the 6th, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Baltimore. Then one night, one show only, 7.30 Chicago, downtown Chicago at the Den Theater. Come get some tickets at thickboy.com. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of freaking music and podcasts and audiobooks, and it's been great. I do it on my bike, and a lot of people make fun of me when I post uh, pics or videos when I'm on a bike because you'll see that I have cords attached to my earbuds, and that's and they're like, oh, you can't afford the freaking wireless? No, I hear you. Look at my ears, dude. I got freaking tortellini for an air, so I have to be careful. They fall out, but then... But then some Raycon wireless earbuds came to the crib. And I said, you know what? I'll give them a shot. And they fit my ear perfectly. And they sound fantastic. They are ridiculous. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips, all right, for the perfect in-ear fit. Look at these ears. If they fit these ears, they're going to fit your ears, all right? Raycon gives you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life, which is ridiculous. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. All right, they're freaking good, man. Uh, I love the noise isolation, especially when I'm on my bike. And also, they fit. They they fit your boy's ears. That's the biggest thing for me, man. Go to buyraycon.com/shop. That's b u y r a y c o n.com/shop. S h a b today, and you get fifteen percent off your Raycon order. They are the only earbuds that I use for my weird ears. They're fantastic noise cancellation they're comfortable i swear by them go to buyraycon.com slash shop for 15 percent off not sure if you guys are familiar with this or not but it's going around all the kids are talking about it. it's smooth sack summer that's right if you haven't heard it, it is smooth sack summer when you're playing in the summer sun make sure you're escaped from all over the place man that's right this summer to keep your balls cool while still looking hot with manscaped the leader and below the belt grooming is making sure we all have a ball this summer by giving our pants partners everything they need to stay fresh all summer long dive headfirst into smooth sack summer by going to manscape.com for 20 percent off and free shipping with the code shop 20 man listen out there you guys got some bushes you're shaving your junk and you nip your nuts that thing bleeds all freaking day you don't have to worry about that man manscaped helps you with your confidence down there manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to prepare that summer bod. Inside the package, you'll find a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, a weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies, man. And listen, I've talked about it before. The lawnmower 4.0, if you're cutting your bush with anything else, you're doing it wrong. It's waterproof, has a light on it. It's fantastic, man. We got you covered. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOP20 at manscaped.com. It's smooth sack summer, boys. Get on board or get left behind. So, you know, um, for for Pena, you know, that, that was just a complete beatdown. It, it wasn't you know, a competitive fight. So it, to me, it's just, is there any fan out there who wants to see the trilogy match? Do you, Jen, after seeing that? Like, if she won, like, two rounds, I could see it. Man, besides that first round, you could do 10-8 every single. I mean, it was a really fucking outclassed, outshined in every aspect. Takedowns, grappling, striking. It wasn't competitive in any facet. Uh, 10-8 across the board except for that first round. Yeah. It's a real ass whooping, you know? So it's tough for Julian Pena to go to the UFC and go, all right, what's well, one and one? The UFC's like, it is. No, we know. We know. We're good, though. What? No, we're good. wasn't competitive. So I, I, she might have to get one more and then fight the champ. I don't know how many, how much Amanda Nunes wants to fight anymore, you know? Seeing that 
first fight against Julian Pena. Obviously, that's there. And then the other thing that was interesting is, you know, I can't hear the the broadcast because so many reasons during fight campaign. But I figured, and I told the team, I go, hey, let me know if a man Nunes says, all right, we're going to do this, run this back. But she wasn't like foaming at her Brazilian mouth to run it back. You know, she was like, I'm going to go home, take a break. We'll see. Because again, I think for her and her legacy, it doesn't do much for to do it a third time. This is so dominant. The it, worst case scenario for Julian Pena. Worst case scenario. Not competitive. Uh, if if you're her team, you're going back to the drawing board today and going, what do we got to work on? Everything? You know, how do you beat her? I don't know. And it, a case of a man, Nunez, going southpaw and her check hook, her, t- her takedowns, her timings, she looked phenomenal. You know, she vindicated herself as the greatest female fighter of all time. You know, for a man, Nunez, you know, there's a lot of narrative out there. I'd love to see Shevchenko. Yeah, you know they fought twice, right? Yeah. You know Amanda Nunes beat her twice, mm-hmm. right? So that's not going to work. Now, technically, is Shevchenko a better overall, you know, is she more skilled? There's debate there, but going off uh, Shevchenko's last fight, a lot of people thought she lost that fight. So is it also, if the UFC's going to do this mega fight, you know, I'd say you do it at 130 pounds, right? Not 125, not 135. You do it at 130 for the uh, B, what, BMF, Bad Motherfucker Belt. Still BMF, yeah. You do that. Mm-hmm. At a catch rate at 130 for both of them. They fought before, you know, so, um, you know, if the UFC does want to do that super fight between Shevchenko and Nunez, you got to do it soon. Shevchenko's not getting any younger. Uh, you know, uh, Amanda Nunez also isn't getting any younger, so... If if there's one fight left, that'd be the fight. I don't think it's a rubber match with Julian Pena. I just don't. Um, and that gash on her head, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That was bad, huh? I heard there was some of her skin, like blood on the fucking cage, <laughs> like inside the octagon. Look at that gash, dude. It looks pretty bad. But she from an elbow. Yeah. Well, Dana White said it was a chunk missing out of her head. Mm. But she said this. Tougher than a $2 steak. Well, I'll tell you what. That girl so is tough. tough. Here's the thing. If I'm here on Monday morning going, man, that girl is tough, it did not go well. Mm-hmm. If the, the biggest compliment is that girl's tough, that means you got beat up. Yeah. But you're so goddamn tough. You survived. Again, I said this on campaign. I think she went gets more fans now, showing how tough she is. Yeah. After being champ, you see her daughter behind her at weigh-ins. Everybody, now more people are familiar with Juliana Pena, and you see that it wasn't her night. She got beat up, but people like toughness people can relate to toughness i think she earns more fans now i really do so she puts tougher than two dollar steak agree uh although good luck finding a two dollar steak these days inflation girl even skirt steak is not two dollars uh tougher than two dollar steak thanks to everyone just a cat scratch that required a few stitches no chunk missing no surgery necessary love you all we're one in one people's champ trilogy yep best combo of the day from my boy mike v that's Chiesa. Yeah, what'd he say? I, I'm guessing the two dollar steak thing. Probably. Oh, word. Yeah. Tougher than two dollar steak. Yeah, it's never good when you walk out of fight, you go, dude, you're fucking tough though. <laughs> hey, wait, what? Look at her daughter. I know that's so cute. So cute. I saw a breathing heart. Yeah. <laughs> she looks oh, like she was God. serious too. Like she was trying to defend her mom. Yeah, so fucking cute, yeah. man. So cute. Yeah, you you root for Juliana, man. It's tough. But here's the thing too, if you're a Juliana fan, don't be sad. Amanda doesn't have a lot of fights left. Amanda leaves. Who's going to beat Pena? Pena's your champ. She'll be champ again. Guarantee it. Guarantee it she's your champ again. Does she beat Amanda Nunes? Absolutely not. But Amanda Nunes has one or two fights left. It's probably going to be Julian Pena. It's going to be fucking Shevchenko. And then if I'm the UFC, I protect Julian Pena. I don't want to see her get destroyed again because she's going to be your champ. So you do uh amanda nunez shevchenko in the bmf fight at 130 cash amanda sails off in the sunset with all her money and her wife and her kid and then the the division's open again who's gonna be pena not many should be champ it just sucks to swallow that pill you know sucks what do you got Jen? um back to nunez this is what she said about the fight I know Julian is tough. Um, I know I was ready for that. I could have I could have finished her, but I wanted to go five rounds with her tonight to prove I was better than her. I'm better than her, and I proved it tonight. Yeah, what do you I think? Agree. Yeah, agree. Agree. She's your best female fighter of all time. 
Love to hear a debate. I, uh, where was I at? Maybe I was in Fort Wayne. This guy came up. He goes, man, you always say, uh, you always say, uh, a man knew is the best of all time. He goes, the argument is uh, Cyborg. I'm like, well, she beat Cyborg, mm-hmm. sir. And he's like, can we talk about this? I'm like, take all the time you want. It's meet and greet. I'm like, I'm here all night, buddy. And he's like, well, he's like, remember, though. And this is a good point. He goes, remember, uh, um, Amanda Nunes beat Cyborg when she wasn't in her prime. Mm-hmm. He, he got a weathered Cyborg. It wasn't like it was prime. He was like, take prime Cyborg, prime uh, Amanda Nunes, who wins? I'm like, not bad. Not a bad argument. Prime Cyborg was a killer for Fantastic. sure. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 I go based off now. That's why That's why goats and best of all time, it, it's tough. It's all debatable. You take them in the prime, it's tough, you know? Like Chuck and Tito. Chuck Tito also, when it comes that. to heavyweight, like people say Stipe or, you know, Verdum. I think there's a big argument for Verdum or, you know, but in the prime, like in the peak of their height of their career, I've never seen a better heavyweight than Cain Velasquez, hands down. I don't think anybody beats him. Fedor in his prime, Crow Cop in his prime, Brock Lesnar, Alistair Overeem, Stipe, JDS. Nobody beats Cain. Uh, Best I've ever seen. Yeah, that's a weird argument. It's, 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 it's all hearsay. It's, yeah. it's almost a waste of time. What else you got, dude? All right. This is the probably biggest news over the weekend was Jake Paul, Hasim Rahman Jr. fight being canceled because of weight deception. So, uh, too many chains, right, Jake? But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I think here, this is so weird. So, Hassam, a long one. Hassam Rahman Jr. So, I'll read it, and then I'll give you the breakdown. So, uh, on July 5th, Hassan Rahman Jr. So, just so you guys know, Rahman fights at heavyweight. So, when Jake was sparring him, which was years ago, you know, he, he was big, and they had issues during the, the sparring, and then... Jake's team didn't want him to take this fight because he's such a bigger fighter. So Jake goes, I got this. We'll have him cut weight and then take the fight. So at least weight won't be a big, huge issue. Uh, so we'll take that out of the equation. So he has to make the weight, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why what's the, that's what Hassan Rahman Jr. agreed to. So even though he might be more skilled, more experienced, him being a heavyweight isn't great for Jake. But what he did do is go, okay, that's your advantage. We're going to take that away. You can't. You can't come in over a certain amount of weight the night of the fight. You can't just blow up to 240 and fucking knock me out. That was his advantage. Mm. They agreed to it. All good. Here's, here's the article. Hassan Rahman Jr. signed a bout agreement to fight Jake Paul on August 6th, Mass Square Garden, at a maximum weight of 200 pounds, which is way below even uh, cruiserweight. It's below cruiser and it's below heavyweight, right? At the time of signing, Rahman provided evidence of his weight to give comfort to most Valuable Promotions, which is Jake Paul's promotions, most valuable promotions, and the New York State Athletic Commission, they would not be losing more than 10% of his weight over the four weeks leading up to the fight since uh, since weighing at 216 pounds on July 7th. Uh, Rahman and his camp have offered assurance after assurance pub- publicly and privately that he was on track to make way at the weigh-in on August 5th, which would be this Friday. I will be in Baltimore. Uh, going as far as to provide a letter signed by uh, recognizing nutrition that his weight cut was progressing without issue per New York State Athletic Commission required weekly weight checks. In the last 48 hours, it has become clear that these assurances were not made in good faith. On Friday, this past Friday, Rahman submitted a weight check to the New York State Athletic Commission that demonstrated he had lost less than one pound since originally signed to take the fight 24 days prior. That prompted the commission to declare that it would not sanction the fight at less than 205 pounds. Still, Jake Paul was prepared to move forward with the fight at the new weight and the new contract, ballsy. Uh, and the new contract was sent to Rama's promoter, reflecting to him five pounds limit, imposing strict penalties should he fail to make even 205 pounds. Upon <clears throat> receiving his new contract Saturday morning, Rama's camp indicated for the very first time that he planned to weigh 215 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Which, you know... 25-pound weight advantage, probably, which is a ton. Uh, 215 pounds at the official weigh and would not agree to weigh in at 205 pounds. Informing MVP promotions that they're pulling out of the fight unless the fight was agreed to 215 pounds. Yeah, I mean, if I'm Jake, I wouldn't do it either. Yeah. I wouldn't do it either. And also for Raman, God damn, this was your shot. Man. I know. This was your one shot, and you can't cut weight. You don't have the discipline to cut weight. Come on, dude. The fuck? Yeah, shame. 
So that's a bummer. Now, someone did allude to the fact, they go, do you think that this is better for Jake? Because we know Nate is for sure going to be out of his contract. Mm -hmm. Does this make it so um, Jake can just roll right in and fight Nate? Because let's say Jake were to lose his fight, you know, possibility. Does this just make it just build the Nate fight even more? I mean, I see it. And does it build the Nate fight? What what happens in a weird world where Nate's an underdog against Hamzat? What if Nate gets absolutely annihilated? Yeah. Does that affect the pay-per-view buy of Jake? And also, if he gets absolutely annihilated, and then three months later they announce Nate versus Jake, what's that? You know, th does it do anything with Jake at this point? Even though Nate's a legend, yeah. If he gets annihilated, mm -hmm. that'll be tough. But I think no matter what, if he gets annihilated, still does way better than this card. Oh yeah, yeah. no doubt. Oh yeah, this I've never heard of this guy until. Yeah. He popped on the scene. What's he say here? Uh, this is excuse. It's about two minutes, but it's good. Let me go ahead and kill all this internet cat Jake Paul got going on for y'all. Look, I'm, I'm a Bridgerweight. Uh, I campaign at Bridgerweight, um, or otherwise known as heavyweight uh, outside of the WBC. Now, look, um, I, I signed a contract to make 200 pounds within the, the three or three and a half weeks that I had to do it. But I couldn't do it. I sent my body you simply would it? not let me do it. Okay. Would not let me get down to 200 pounds. But where in boxing do y'all see them canceling fights a whole week in advance? I didn't even get my last week to get down as low as I could. Um, well, you didn't even agree to 205. It's, it's penalties involved. Keep the purse. Keep the purse. I fight you for the, for the $5,000 minimum. That's how, that's how much it means to me. And that's how much faith I have in knocking him out. I would have beat this man uh, uh, with, with, with one hand, just like I did in the this. gym. But let him tell it, he already beat my ass in the gym when I was 230. So if you beat me up while I was 230, what's the problem in fighting me while I'm 215? What's the problem fighting me at 210? It's, it's, it's clearly uh, 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 them not wanting to fight. It's not me pulling out the fight. It's them not wanting to fight. I never said that I didn't want this fight. And well, no, you didn't want it when you didn't make thing. the weight. Yeah, you obviously don't want the fight. You didn't make the weight. Also, to defend Jake here, you also agreed to a certain weight limit because that's your biggest advantage. He has no business fighting heavyweights, but he figured he'd take a shot against you, and then you don't have the discipline of the professionalism to make the weight. So then Jake's team, who's professional, going, "This is already a big risk for us. You're a no name, tough fight, and you're still not going to make weight. Mm -hmm. No, we're out, dude." And then I, I would be willing to bet Jake's team smart. They're tracking how how this is going. I I would imagine it doesn't sell well. Yeah, that's what. So Dana White actually. Said and also, this. Well, back to uh, Nate uh, and Jake. Dana said when he brought Jake up to Nate, Nate was like, "Man, that's foolery. Like I'm not goofy, about that. I'm yeah, it's a goofy. goofy. I, I'm not with that goofy stuff." Yeah. And I wonder if that's just Dana trying to make sure that that fight doesn't do well or try to squash it, but also. Dana said the most the fight that makes most sense for Nate is Jake previously. Obviously, he has his issues with Jake. Now he's saying that Nate doesn't want to take any of that goofy stuff. But then Nate has posted several times about Jake. Yeah. So I'm not buying it. I don't know who's... I mean, I believe for sure Jake and Nate want to fight without a doubt. Um, who, who's this talking, Dana? It's Dana White talking about But Jake. I will say this just because you were an accountant here doesn't mean you know what the fuck goes on here. Doesn't mean he can run a fight promotion company. I think that Jake Paul probably needs to get some different people around him. If he's going to stay in the sport, he needs to be with guys that really know how to put on fights. Yeah, fair, because um, the guy who runs his stuff, Nikiza, uh, was uh, UFC's former chief financial officer. Mm -hmm. Agree. Just because you're running the money doesn't mean you know how to promote a fight. But they're doing something right. But yeah, he blamed ticket sales. So right here. Yeah, and then Nate goes on. You'll see Rusey now give me a fight with anyone in July or August. I have bigger shit to do and post a video of Jake. That was in June, too. Yeah, so that yeah. can't be too goofy. He goes, I think they sold under a million dollars in tickets. It costs 500000 to turn the fucking lights on at Mass Square Garden. That's what I think, not to mention a hotel's room in New York. Transportation and everything else is very expensive. I agree. I think this, uh... You know, I do think Jake would have beat him, but I, I also think that his team was like, dude, 
this is short notice fight. No one knows who this guy is. He's not making the weight. We're looking at ticket sales. People aren't really excited about this fight. This doesn't do much for your career. Might do, you know, as far as career wise, do significantly as far as validation, but is it worth it? Pros, cons. There were more cons than pros. Like, let's just pull the plug. That's what I think happened. For sure. <clears throat> of course, Dylan Dennis was like, Dylan Dennis had a hot take on it. What did Dylan say? Uh, if you go to his Twitter, he said something like, he heard, obviously, him and Jake have major issues, so take it with a grain of salt. But mm-hmm. So Jake tweeted, first Tommy fumbled, now Hassan Rahman crumbled. These boxers are the most difficult people to work with and continue to lack professionalism and confidence to fight me. I apologize to all the other fighters on the card, our partners, our team, and fans. All right. And then Dylan put, I heard from inside the camp of Jake Paul that his manager, inside the camp, uh, that his manager and team tried to pay Hassan Rahman to take a dive, but they rejected it. So then Jake Paul's team made up an excuse to pull out of the fight. I don't think so. Mm. That's just Dylan being Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But I'm sure some of the internet's running with that. Dylan says some crazy stuff, so. Yeah. But the internet's like, yeah, Dylan's right. Um, so this is Dana White saying that the Shemayev's overwhelming favorite thing is not necessarily true. He brought up Ronda Rousey as an example, too. So so he put, so was Amanda, so was Ronda Rousey. I can go on for days. This, this is a sport where nobody's that big of a favorite. Anybody can win at any given time. One thing that you saw in the Gilbert Burns fight, let's not forget about Hamzat. As bad as he is, explosive, all things that he's done, he doesn't have the experience all these other people have. Do you know what continue? Nate Diaz is durable. He's been in there with everybody. It's his last fight going out. Nobody's that big of an underdog. Not in the UFC. Nate Diaz has that gangster mentality. Hamzat has that gangster mentality. People love that shit. Yeah, I think I think people love this fight. I think, you know, I think we all initially were like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. But I think as well, um, you know, Dana's playing. He, he he's trying to gain some traction because he got a lot of shit for this fight and the Sugar Sean fight. You know, I don't have a problem with it. Okay. Well, I mean, when you compared Amanda and Ronda Rousey, yeah, it was minus one forty plus one. I mean, good fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We they they just didn't know where Ronda's head was at at the time. Mm-hmm. All right, this is pretty cool. Kamar Usman is going to be guest starring in the new Wakanda Forever Black Panther movie. It's big time. Yeah, sequel. Yeah, that's big time. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not into uh, Marvel movies, uh, really. But um, I know Black Panther's fucking massive, and that's big for Kamar yeah. Usman, man. That's pretty dope. I thought he just doesn't wear undershirts. I mean, he's got the body for it. So. Oh, I would do it all day. Yeah. This is Curtis Blades talking about John Jones because John Jones was kind of going after him. Yeah. And, but uh, Curtis only said something like, he's a great fighter, just doesn't have that real, like, one power. Yeah. Which is fair. One punch knockout power. And then, yeah, John started going out on social media. And then uh, Curtis said, I don't understand why he took such offense to what I said, but I'm over it. I don't feel like I said anything super disrespect, disrespectful or super aggressive. Maybe had a few too many drinks that night. I don't know. Then he goes on to say this. Honestly, I won't be angry with the interim thing if they do John Jones or Stipe. At least he gives me a goal, like a tra- trajectory. Like, okay, I beat the winner of two of us gone. I get the winner of Stipe Jones. At least I have an interim belt, and that means I get the guy who has the real belt. That's That'll be something. I can live with that. That sounds about right, too, though, right? Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah. And the World MMA Awards 2022 nominees came out. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to take a look at this list. Uh, Fire of the Year, Volkanovski, Eblin, Oliveira, Makachev, Francis, probably Volkanovski. Female Fire of the Year. That's interesting, huh? Julia Pena, Chris Cyborg, Kyla Harrison, uh, Shevchenko, Pennington. Um, God, you probably give it to uh, Pena, right, for winning the belt. Yeah, yeah, big ups. The one of the biggest upsets. Breakthrough fight of the year: uh, Tuvasa, Gamrot, Pimlet, McCon, Johnny Eblen. Uh, probably mean, give it to Patty. Yeah, yeah. Even, International yeah. fight of the year: probably Hamzat or well, Volkanovski. Volkanovski too. Yeah. Fight of the year: I told you how I feel about Yuri versus Glover. I know it was a great fight, but they both had off nights. Gaethje Chandler is a hell of a fight. Volkanovski, Brian Ortega, hell of a fight. Uh, Hamzat, Gilbert Burns, Holloway, Yair Rodriguez. Uh, I get you Chandler Yeah that was pretty damn dope Knock of the year I mean Chandler Ferguson all day <laughs> Submission um, 
Yeah, Jessica Andrade's thin arm, tri- arm triangle choke was pretty filthy. Inverted triangle's always filthy. I give it to Stevie Ray. Yeah, that was unique. This is something that was weird too. Comeback, comeback of the year. Some are just this is career. Other are fights. You know what I'm oh, I give it to Sergio Pettis all fucking day. That was insane, that was insane. dude. Upset of the year. For, I mean, that's easy. Yep, that's for sure. promotion. Okay, leading man. Leading man, referee. It's going right. to be Dana White no matter what. Yeah. Referee, I don't know. But also, so there's analysts and then personality. Our girl, Laura Cinco. Yeah. She's nominated. Yeah, I hope she wins it. I think Rogan wins that every year, though. <laughs> that's that's going to be super tough. There's a few of those where it's going to be tough to win. Yeah. This is shitty news. Antonio Silva, Bigfoot, scheduled for another, another fight against the kickboxer that's 102 and 9. I don't even know how they sanction it. It has to be in, I think, Azerbaijan because they won't damn. sanction it here. It's a bummer, man. And this is his older manager. This is what he says. Says, you cannot defend a man from his own self. I did my very best. The plan was for him to stop fighting eight KOs ago. He made the money. I let go at that point. Could not be part of this, but he always goes in with a big heart. Never, uh, rel- you know, his losses. Jesus Christ. He needs to stop. Yeah, and then that's right here. Uh, and still missing today's boxing kale and still missing today's uh so uh Cruz um is saying and he's, they're not even including his last boxing KO. Mm-hmm. Someone has to have that conversation with the man. This guy goes, You cannot defend a man. Yep, I just told you guys. Yeah. yeah, it's you hate to see it. Is it a money thing? It can't be a I mean, obviously championship inspirations are over. He has kids, man. It's tough. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with them. You kind of explained this about Sean O'Malley, but he has no one that manages him, so he doesn't want any middleman. He wants to handle everything himself, which you kind so of says, explained uh, Say UFC gets a sponsorship deal and whoever handles that UFC, they're like, the UFC wants Sugar Sean. I'm going to his management, and their management takes 20%, 50%, whatever. Just tell, tell me about the deal. Not to do anything, just to say, hey, the UFC called. You want this deal? Sure. It's the same thing with the fight money, too. You want 50% of my money because you did what? No, that ain't happening. Oh, you want some of the bonus too? That ain't happening. Um, he says, I personally enjoyed uh, doing all the business side of things. Good for him. There are some fighters who are probably like, fuck that. I don't even want to look at that stuff. You take care of it, and I'll give you a percentage. There's people like that. Cool. I like being part of my deal. I like uh, to be directly in c- communication with all the brand deals, the UFC specifically. Everyone, I don't want any miscommunications. That always seems to happen when there's an extra voice in the middle. It's just not necessary, at least for me. Yeah, as long as it works for him. He's killing he's it. He's making too. bank. I think it could get dicey when he, it, it, say, say he beats Peter Jan, and let's say he were to beat the winner of Aljo and TJ. When you're champ, that could get a little dicey. You know, because if you have big man, listen, I'm all about not going with big management, but if you have big management, they can at least go, hey, we have this current champ. He's getting this. You deserve this because then you don't know your value, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you could find out. Sugar's a smart dude, you know? Yeah. When you were doing it with the was Lex the guy that handled yeah. everything? Yeah. How, how much of, of what you said actually went into the deals, or did you just let him handle it? That's a good everything? point. Yeah, I mean, when I was fighting, I I, I only I, I cared about controlling my merch, and then I always had self worth as far as like when they went to negotiate deals, I'm like too low. I'd rather just not do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sell myself for that. But, um, yeah, it's not like they would call Lex like, right? Here's you know, Brendan wants. Crow Cop or whatever. It's not like UFC like, oh, okay, let's work on it. The UFC just call it, hey, you're fighting this guy. My, it's not like my manager would like negotiate that. Um, and you sign the deal, you know, it's tough. But also a lot of guys don't have a business background. So it's like to negotiate your contracts, fucking tough. You don't know. Like, you know, you ask what you think's fair, but you should probably ask for more because you know they're going to not take the first offer. Like there's all the, there's etiquette there, you know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of guys, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. Sugar's a, a rare breed, man, you know? All right, a quick fight announcement. Edson Barbosa versus this up-and-coming badass Ilya yes, Tafuria. Yes, for Barbosa. So Barbosa, Barbosa, this is Ilya's record. He's killing it. Yeah, not doing Barbosa any And that's Barbosa. here. Yeah. Yes, very tough fight for him. All right. I assume he will be the underdog. He's won three out of his last, like, 30. All right, so that Iranian Hulk guy on Instagram that photoshops his body all the time. I know who he is. <laughs> he, uh, he actually got into a, a boxing fight 
and got destroyed. Because remember, he backed out of one because he was saying mental health. Yeah. But and he got pushed so far back. Is the easiest. Oh, wow. And here we go. They're fighting with shirts on. These boys are big, big. Straight left hand got through already. Already. Oh, oh my, oh my God. Kazakhstan looks good. He's really bad. Oh, he act like that hurt. Oh my days. Oh, this guy is just awful at fighting. He's turning away. He's turning away. Yeah, if he turns away one more time, the fight's going to be stopped. Kazakhstan just. Oh, he's terrible. Do you know it's what that so other guy would have done to him? That's why he was like, "I'm out." Yeah. Remember, we got pushed. Yeah, and his mom was like, uh, "They want to disown do him. this." Yeah, yeah. Then my family's gonna disown me. Well, what do they think of this? Yeah. Jesus Christ, he's bad. Yep. Iranian Hulk, my ass. Uh, do you remember uh, Vanessa Demopoulos? She's the one that jumped on Joe Rogan. She used to be a stripper. Oh yeah, yeah. So she did this little wrestling thing, sumo wrestling thing, and I'll just show you. I'll play it for you. This is like actual sumo? Oh, yeah. So watch. Oh, sick. Did he just toss his like that? But she played along, so that was Well, cool. that boy is thick. Yeah, sumo, dude. And, um, oh, this is just an update from Brian. Brian T-City. Chin up, chest up. I got this and thank I got this and thank you all for the mad love. Although I can reply to all of the messages I read them, keep them going. My final doctor means tomorrow. You guys know soon. All right. Hope he's okay, man. Another uh, surgery would be a fucking tough, man. Yeah. So you'll know soon. So got those know. eyes, man. <laughs> this is an ex USC fighter that fought in Ryzen, and he just knocked his opponent out and also did a soccer kick. I'm gonna show you the replay here. Oh wow! Which is still not a lot too bad. Yeah, that was. I thought it was going to be way yeah. more vicious, but it wasn't that. A bad knockout. Uh, this is disgusting. So this, is, Georgie sent this over. I'll just play it for you. It's kind of like he's going for a boogie choke on the up. Oh, it's kind of like he's going for a boogie choke. Oh my god! And then the head is clear. He's out looking for the knee right now. He's like, my arm, dude. Snapped his forearm. What Do you know the buggy choke? Was he doing it correctly? <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> it makes you feel sick. Yeah, it does. Um, this as well? Look at that. Look at that. They're going to let it go. And they are gonna let I love it, go. it. I love it. Look love at that. It. Oh, my God. So that was on UFC Fight Pass on Uriah Faber's league. He's Christ. A one combat four, but then you, you want to the be a referee, fighter, huh? The referee did not allow, allow him to yeah, fight, so that was it. What are we doing? Kids making eight hundred bucks. Yeah, and that's pretty much it, dude. So that's it. Just yeah, that's it. Quick one today, doggy. You got a UFC uh, fight night this Saturday. The main event, co-main event, are fantastic. The rest of it, you get the Ultimate Fighter heavyweight tournament uh, finale on there. Ultimate Fighter thirty women's flyweight tournament. I don't know who the fuck's watching Ultimate Fighter these days, but you know, God bless those guys. Um, you know, it's low when they're not even the co and main event. You know, mm. like even when I was fighting, when I was the Ultimate Fighter, we at least the main event, the co-main event was John Jones, Matt Hamill. Damn. That's how far that's dropped. But um, yeah, the let me see the card, Jim. Yeah, go back to the card for me. Uh, yeah, so you got Thiago Santos, Jamal Hill. Man, Jamal Hill is on a freaking banshee path uh you know jamal hill is a savage I, I think jamal hill takes this one um santos start off hot he's had fallen some tough times uh we'll see where he's at mentally but i'll take jamal hill man via knockout he's a savage i think uh santos technique is better but i just jamal hill just has it he yeah, right himself now. more i'll take he's that percent de luke uh neil our boy from texas roadhouse shout out to texas roadhouse love the uh i love the bread there <laughs> The bread at the steakhouse. Yeah, they had good bread. Steak's all right. But uh, no, I actually love their food. Uh, I don't know if they're out in California, but uh, this is kind of a, a fork in the road for both gentlemen. L- Luke A, who's coming off the loss to Muhammad, and then uh, Neil, who beat Muhammad. Uh, you know, fork in the road for both of them to stay in the queue at welterweight. And then you get the, the main events of the kind of the finale of the Ultimate Fighter. But, you know, 
decent card. Yeah, Not main great. and co-main for sure. And that's all real quick. Uh, Anthony Pettis is going to do a rematch with Stevie Ray. That's this Friday. Oh, dope. Yeah, PFL. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he figures it out at PFL, man. It's been a tough road for him there. It's been, I think won like one, I think. It's been a tough road. Uh, speaking of tough road, I leave at 6 a.m. on Thursday to Baltimore. Nice. Baltimore this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Never been to Baltimore. Come get some Baltimore this freaking Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Club is Magoobies out there. I've never been. Name of the club's interesting. Uh, it's Magoobies in Baltimore, Maryland, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then one night, one show only at a theater in Chicago, downtown Chicago, Den Theater, Chicago, August 26th. That's coming up, man. So August 26th is the Den Theater in Chicago, downtown. The next day on 27th is the Tough Mudder in Chicago, right outside Chicago. Sign up for the Thick Mudder at 10 a.m. It's me versus the Buttery Bros. Use the promo code Team Brendan and you get ten percent off the entire sign up uh, fee there. So it's limited capacity. So if you're gonna wait, don't wait. The thing's gonna sell out. They're not gonna have any more. Um, they just put more tickets for sale because they're selling so fast. So I'm telling you, man, there's gonna be no more. So if you want to run with the Thick Boy Squad, sign up for the Thick Mutter August 27th. Go to toughmutter.com. That's in Chicago. That's a 10 a.m. heat. You'll see it on there. Thick Mutter. All right. Uh, so Chicago's 26th though at the Den Theater. Appleton, Wisconsin, never been there, September 8th through the 10th. Ontario, Ontario Improv, California, September 15th to 17th, great club. Uh, and then another first time, I used to do the Wilbur, mixing up this time, Boston, uh, Laugh Boston, not doing the Wilbur, your boy's doing a club, Laugh Boston is September 29th through the October 1st in Boston, one of my favorite cities. My son's named after Boston, so one of my all-time favorite cities. That's September 29th through the 1st. Laugh Boston, uh, but Baltimore, you are up this week, baby. Come get some this Thursday through Saturday. Magoobies, Baltimore, Maryland, August 4th through the 6th. Tickets at FATKZ.com. Um, Thick Boy merch dropped. You get the white tees you see me wearing, tank tops. We got the new uh, blue tie-dye as well, uh, tie-dye shorts, and the new trucker hats. So get you some at ThickBoy.com. Tie-dye donut collection. Uh, we got the trucker hat the classic hat, and the white tees and tanks. So get you some. All right, kids, be nice to each other. Like, subscribe, thank for following. We'll have some big news for you guys coming up in regards to fight campaigns in August. It's going to be a fun one. We love you guys. Thank you so much for watching. Like, subscribe, and that's it. Be safe.